a steal. And now it's a two-on-one shorthanded. Ryan to Yamamoto. Reshot score! And Edmonton extends to a 3-0 lead. Ryan sets up Yamamoto for the shorty. And that turns out to be the game winner. The Edmonton Oilers beat the Vancouver Canucks 3-2. The Oilers finished the preseason with a record of 6-1-1. That Yamamoto goal made it 3-0. Got a little dicey for the Oilers in the last seven minutes, but they do hang on. Thanks a lot for joining us. Hope you've had a great Saturday. It's 9.45. We're in the Friesen Brothers Broadcast Center. Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Rob Brown, Reed Wilkins. Well, a lot to talk about, Rob. There have been a lot of great storylines here in the preseason. And, of course, anytime athletes take the ice, they want to win, though you and I tend to focus a lot more on some of the individual battles and, and how the lineup might look when the games start to count. I, I want to start in net tonight because Miko Koskinen played the first period, made 11 saves, very good early because the shots at one point were 10-1 for the Canucks. Mm-hmm. The Oilers were not doing much for the first uh, half of the first period. And then Stuart Skinner comes in. You know, hey, he would he would have liked to take it home with the shutout. He got beat late a couple of times. But ultimately, he does preserve the victory, and he finishes the preseason with 69 saves on 75 shots for a tidy 920 save percentage. You know, Mike Smith played well when he was in. Konovalov uh, had a couple half games and did all right. So I, I thought the Oilers' goaltending throughout was, was pretty good in the preseason. Well, there was going to be question marks coming into the regular season, uh, some on defense and some in goal. And a big question mark, first of all, was going to be Koskinen. Uh, he did not have a good year last year. Part of it was due to Smith getting injured early, overplaying Koskinen, no training camp. A lot of things went into it, but he didn't play as well as he had hoped to. So that was a question mark. Throughout the preseason, he's been excellent. And as you said, the start of this game, the Canucks were the better team in the first 10, 12 minutes, and he made some big saves and gave the team confidence and allowed the team to get that power play to score a goal. That's, that's the recipe for success when they have the big guns in. You know, you give us give, give us a save or two early, let us find our way, and if we get a power play, we'll get us the lead. And Koskinen did that and, and was very good. And then Skinner comes in, and uh, when there's some um, question marks with your goaltending, all of a sudden everyone starts wondering, who's the third guy? Who's the guy in the minors? When you got questions because your goaltenders are older, and Smith's going to be, I think, 40 at some point during the season, okay, who's, who's, who's the heir apparent uh, for the, the crease for the Edmonton Oilers? Well, Skinner's come in, and he has been very, very good in the games he's played. He just he looks calm. He looks collected. He looks uh, in control when he's out there. So goaltending has not been an issue in any of the preseason games. It's probably been one of the strengths. Uh, Well, if you're looking at the other strengths in the preseason has been their fourth line and their goaltending. And those were two questions coming into the regular season that's about to start. So they've been both very good. But yes, good on Skinner for coming in prepared and ready and now sending the message to this coaching staff that, hey, if you need me, I'll be ready to come up. Well, and the fourth line, as you mentioned, Brendan Perlini scores again. Six goals in the preseason. <laughs> Just incredible. And the thing for him is he scored in, in different ways. He he got a breakaway against Calgary, scored in his own rebound. He got a couple of one-timers. He kind of got a little flick shot from in tight the other night. And uh, then today he's just going to the net and, and takes the pass from Sevier and, and buries it. So, look, we'll see. Obviously, I, I think you have to... 
if you're if, if he's competing for a spot on the team and gets six goals in a depth role, I, I don't know how you say, oh, sorry, that wasn't good enough. Well, what you're going to do if he's not in your starting lineup on, on Wednesday is you're going to lose a lot of other PTO tryout players because they're going to say, okay, you had a guy last year. Well, he's scored. signed. He's signed. Oh, sorry. So if he's not there, like, okay, I'm not signing as right. a depth player in Edmonton. Look what they <laughs> did that guy the other day. Last year, scored six goals. He's come in and... and a lot of talk coming into training camp was about Benson, and a lot of talk was about McLeod, a couple of draft picks of the Oilers. They had a leg up coming into this training camp. They had a, uh, Those were the guys that had spots to lose. But Perlini's come in and, and just quietly has gone about his business. Now, if he would have had half as many goals, if he would have had two goals in the preseason, that's good for a fourth-line player in the, in the six games. But uh, I think he ended the preseason plus six or plus seven. Uh, only was on for one goal against, and it was a six-on-five goal. Seven or eight points on the season. I mean, this is just a fantastic showing from the young players getting a second chance and then at a shot at the National Hockey League. Uh, Perlini's been excellent, and because of that, he's going to be in the lineup on Wednesday night, and hopefully a little of the magic that he's had in preseason will carry off, carry over. But what he is is he's you know, a fourth-line player that gives you a different dimension, and that's a dimension the Oilers haven't had in their depth players, well, for a number of years, where they can score from the ba- from their, their bottom six. They are desperate for that. We've seen in the playoffs it's something that has been missing for the Edmonton Oilers. Well, hopefully the Perlini can carry a little bit of magic over. Yeah, so Perlini scored, uh, Evan Bouchard scored tonight, and Kyler Yamamoto, big goal for him, shorthanded. Earlier in the preseason, he was asked a few questions about Derek Ryan, and he said Ryan's almost like a second father to him, which was kind of cool. But Ryan shorthanded, steals the puck, sends Yamamoto in alone, and he finished. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's big for him because there were chances last year and even some in the preseason, but they haven't gone in. That one confident put it away. Yeah, he was snake bit at times last year. And if you're going to play in the top six, if you're going to play with Leon Dreisaitl, who I believe is the best passer of the puck in the National Hockey League, probably the second best player in the league, if you're going to be on that line and you get chances, you have to capitalize because guess what? If you don't, there is a number of players lined up out in front of the coach's door and said, hey, give me a chance. I can put the puck in the net. Uh, Yamamoto stake bitten comes into this game, gets an opportunity. Not only was it a, a goal, but it was a pretty goal. That's a goal-scoring sco- goal. He put it under the bar and in. Pretty move. Uh, in a game that meant really nothing, in my, it's, I mean, the lineup was going to be set for next Wednesday, but a game that meant nothing, it meant the world to Kyler Yamamoto get that confidence builder. He will feel good now going into Wednesday's game because as a goal scorer, it's all about confidence, and he gained confidence on that one. Oilers win 3-2 in Vancouver. Here's head coach Dave Tippett. For Colton Sevier, uh, last game on a PTO, what did you make of his body of work not only tonight but throughout the course of camp? You know what, he's been solid, and that's what we expect from him. He's played over 500 games in the league. He, he understands the league. He understands his role. Um, you know, with Archibald being out, he's a guy that come in, and we give him some penalty kill time, and he was solid all the way through camp. Uh, Evan Bouchard, open tonight scoring. Uh, everyone talks about his booming shot, but it's one of the most underrated aspects of Bouchard's game, his ability to get the puck through defenders. It is, just, and not just his shooting ability, but passing ability. He can find, find lanes, smart, smart player, and now he, he looks like a mature player now. He's, he's, he's not a kid anymore. He's come in, we play him in all situations, penalty kill, power play, and, uh, and five on five, and uh, he's, you know, he's, he's still got some growing to do, but he's a good player right now. 
Early in camp, you said he could be the potential X factor on this Oilers defense core. How do you feel like he's laid down the foundation in preseason for opening night? Real, really solid. You know, like he's come in and, like I say, he's playing like a mature player, and that's what we needed. You know, we're uh, the one question mark coming in. We felt like, uh, you know, we added some depth in our in our uh, forward group, but changing as many D-men as we did, we we think we got to. You know, there's going to be some work to get that up and going. Keith and CeCe have played well the last two games, but Bush has been in there. I think he played six or seven of the of the exhibition games and been solid all the way through. So that's a real positive for us. Uh, a lot of talk has been made about Nugent Hopkins' 200-foot uh, ability, and rightfully so. But speaking of underrated assets, uh, his ability to strip the puck, he nullified a few Canucks chances on the rush today. No, he was that line was excellent. I've been wanting to look at them that way with with Drysdale and McDavid playing together and. Hyman, uh, Hyman is a worker extraordinaire. He just he drags people into the fight with him, and and Nuge was that line was really solid for us tonight. They really they did a working a working job that created some chances, and uh, Yamo had a good shorthanded goal. So it's uh, you know it's it's good to see them play well. Lots of competitions for a job on your bottom six, and it looked like they gave you a lot to think about because it looked like you're on the bottom six. You know it's it's. You like that competition for sure, and there's going to be, like I said yesterday, I don't think anybody's played themselves off the team, but there's some guys that have played, you know, played well. You know, Shore has come in and really played well at that center position. Berlini's got six goals and six games or whatever it is. Or, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that's uh, those things speak for itself. Sevier has played well. Kyle Turris has played well, and uh, Mack and, and Benson are they're young guys that are pushing for jobs. So. We'll, uh, we'll talk about it tonight and tomorrow morning with uh, with Ken and his staff and just see where we go. Does it come down to necessity as opposed to who was the best player at camp or how, when it comes down to those last probably, games? Probably a little bit of both. Like you get people that play themselves into a position that uh, they force your hand to, to play them in there, but then there is some necessity stuff that comes within special teams or what you're looking for, uh, you know, on a line. So. Uh, those are all discussions we'll have later tonight, tomorrow morning. Uh, now, Zach, I'm, I'm sorry if I, you've already discussed it, but do you expect him to be on the IR to start the season, or do you think he's going to uh, I don't know. He was in good spirits today, so I think we're day-to-day -day here, and I know he's got to go through some protocols, so we'll just see where uh, see where it goes from day-to-day -day here. And last one for me, just Nico, got a pretty good solid Yeah. Uh, you know what? All our all our goaltenders were... were Played very well in, in camp. You know, we talked about Young Skinner got some good minutes in. Miko got some good minutes. Schmidt played very well the other night, and uh, and uh, Conovalo played very well when he. Played. So it was uh, the goaltenders played very well. It's real credit to to Schwartzy and what he's done done with them and the work he puts in with them. But that's that's a real positive sign for us coming out of camp. Dave, one more for me. Uh, I know it's been a short sample size with Keith and CC, but have you seen a little growth in that pairing since they were first paired together? Yeah, very much so. I talked to CC a little bit today, and um, you know they're getting comfortable with each other. They're both veteran guys, and they're both coming into a new situation. So there's a lot for them to take in in a short amount of time. But uh, both good veteran guys. They played real solid game out there tonight, and it's uh, it's good to see they're coming along. I think you'll continue to see them grow together and and be a real solid pair for us. Got to ask you about the booze every time Keith touched the puck tonight. Looks like the Canucks fans don't forget, <laughs> despite the uniform he's wearing. I was wondering what was what it's about, but I guess there's some history between the Chicago and Vancouver series. So that's. Uh, 
I was hoping that it wasn't a, the first thing tonight, so I, he, he laughed. He's, he's used to it, I guess, so that's, it is what it is. That is Oilers head coach Dave Tippett. A lot of good comments there after a 3-2 win for the Oilers over the Vancouver Canucks. He kind of echoed what we were saying about a good preseason here for the goaltenders and some decisions to be made. And, of course, we're happy to hear from Oilers fans tonight, 780-496-0063. What do you think of the preseason? How are you feeling going into the year? And you can be the armchair coach or GM tonight for sure. This is probably one of the best nights to do it, telling us uh, what you think your roster would be or anybody that uh, really impressed or surprised you one way or the other here throughout the preseason. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they're doing with Sevier. You know, Bob has uh, indicated that perhaps he has some intel about a, a European offer for Sevier. Perhaps money-wise, that might be a better deal for him if he's not in the NHL, but I mean, the NHL is the league mm-hmm. and he, you know, Connor McDavid right now is the player, even <laughs> though I don't think Sevier would be on his line. So could be, could be, we'll see. could be an interesting uh, decision for Mr. Sevier here. Hey, well, to me, if he gets offered a contract, uh, my thoughts is he, he would be here and stay here. Uh, I, I, I know Bob thinks that there's a chance if he signs, he'll go to the minors. I don't think that's the case. I think they would keep him. If they like him enough to sign him to a contract, I feel he'll be there. And to me, he's a better 13th, 14th forward because he's a guy that's played 500 games. You're not, you don't need to see growth in his game anymore, whereas if a Benson's sitting up here as your 14th forward, I mean, he's a young kid, hasn't played in the National Hockey League, why not send him down to the minors? Both Either player can get picked up on waivers. I just think Sevier's outplayed Benson, and I think the biggest thing is Sevier's better fit as a fourth-line winger than Benson is it just it's his style of game he's a uh, low uh, event type of player that's physical block shots penalty kills things that you want on your fourth line all right we'll bring you a quick news and weather update here we have post-game reaction coming from Sevier also Perlini and Bouchard as the Oilers get a 3-2 victory to close out the preseason against the Vancouver Canucks it'll count in the standings the next time they see the Canucks at Rogers place on Wednesday night Back in a couple of minutes with more Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line on 630 Chet. Drive score. Bouchard from Torres just inside the blue line, and he powers it inside the left goal post. The Oiler power play, 27% in the preseason, strikes again. It's 1-0. Evan Bouchard opened the scoring tonight, and the Oilers go on to beat the Vancouver Canucks 3-2. Here's Bouch. Yeah, that was a big win for us. We just really wanted to... uh finish off the exhibition the right way um, and get ourselves ready for the uh, first regular season game. I think that's what we did today. Now, I know a lot of people think it's exhibition, but there's a lot of guys on this team fighting for jobs and trying to get jobs. And I guess how important is it, you know, for, for, for guys like that to put in a good impression here and, and kind of make some difficult decisions for the coaching staff? Yeah, I think that's huge for the team. I think, uh, you know, inner competition is good for any team. Um, for a game like that, when... Uh, you know, a team plays well, a team wins. It kind of helps uh, everyone's case. Everyone kind of looks good. So I think that uh, was good for us. Yourself, how are you feeling now going into the regular season? Scoring a goal there and looking really comfortable, especially out of power. Yeah, I feel pretty good uh, about my game. Um, and I think the team should feel good about the way we're playing. So I think uh, as long as we keep buying into what 
coaches are throwing at us, I think uh, it's going to go well for us. Seeing that, is it nice to, to get the preseason out of the way and now kind of focus on others? Yeah, definitely. It felt like, uh, you know, it was good to get the first few games in. And, uh, you know, by the end, it kind of felt like uh, somewhat of a regular season game. That's how, uh, you know, intense the games were getting. I think that uh, that's going to help us a lot. A few extra minutes for you, Evan. Uh, close to 21 minutes. How did you feel like the flow was for you getting handling those extra minutes? I thought it was uh, good. You know, I worked uh, hard throughout the summer with, uh, you know, almost everyone here worked hard this summer. So I think getting those uh, extra minutes were really uh, helpful for me and helped me really settle into the game. It's been very clear that uh, you're, you made it clear, I should say, that you're ready for an NHL roster spot. Your head coach said you might need X Factor on the defense court early in camp. How would you categorize your preseason like in terms of laying the foundation come over here? Um, I thought it was overall a pretty good preseason. You know, getting the first few games out of the way was uh, was nice. Like I said, by the end of it, you kind of get the the regular season feel uh, in a game, and I think that's going to help. Uh, the team and myself personally, um, you know, really coming into that uh, first game, it's going to feel uh, a lot easier than, uh, you know, a lot of the other times. Your shot tonight was almost like a seeing eye shot. I'm not sure exactly how you can answer this question, Evan, but can you take us through what you're looking for when you're looking to get the puck through a lot of bodies like you uh, a lot of the times it's really just looking through that first guy, um, see where he's at. Uh, luckily enough, I got to pass that guy, and you know the forwards did a great job battling in front of the net, taking the uh, goalie's eyes away, so credit to them for, for standing there and doing the uh, dirty work. All right, so that's Evan Bouchard. High expectations for him this season with the Edmonton Oilers. Rob, what do you feel you saw throughout the exhibition schedule? Well, I think you saw what you would expect from a young offensive defenseman out of junior and then a little bit of pro is a guy that when the puck is on his stick makes very good plays uh he gets pucks past defenders as he's putting the puck on the net and i would expect that he you don't have the success that he's had in, in junior unless he knew what to do with the puck that on his stick at the blue hit. line so he, he did that uh he still has some growth in his game in his own end again it's something you would expect he probably didn't have to play very much in his own end in junior he was that good. He was on good teams. Uh, he was never really probably under a lot of duress. Much bigger, stronger, faster players in the NHL. And there were times he, he had some struggles. Tonight we saw, I think it was Pedersen that uh, turned him inside out a little bit late in the game. These are things he's going to learn. The more you play against the top players, the more you're going to learn what you can and cannot do. So I think he did enough to give the team confidence that he can play on the third pairing but also showed the coaching staff there's things that he needs to work on if he wants to move up and be a top-four defenseman in the next year or so. Oilers win 3-2 in Vancouver. 780-496-0063 is our number. We have Rocket standing by. Hi, Rocket. Go ahead. Gentlemen, how are you doing tonight? Good. Beautiful fall day. Beautiful win for the Oilers. I have to tell you, I haven't felt this kind of calmness since... Uh, 83 when the Oilers were winning Stanley Cups. Um, there's something about this year that uh, in previous years I used to, you know, worry about this or worry about that, uh, you know, with the team. And I'm not worried about that this year. This team, there's something about this team this year that uh, has just got me really calm, like almost like pre-80s when they started winning Cups. It feels, it feels like they're that kind of contender. 
and that's all I have to say, brother. Okay, thanks for calling. Well, it's good to hear optimism. Yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll see how they do Wednesday. But as as we've talked about, clearly, uh, you know, some of the spots that are being contested here, well, forward wise, are not okay. Let's try to take a fourth liner or a minor league guy mm-hmm. and see if he can play with McDavid or Drysaddle. The forwards are clearly going to be better. Uh, very good grade for the goaltending in the preseason, as we've we've talked about. We know that it's going to be Smith and Koskinen. Uh, we know Koskinen's issue is if he plays a lot, sometimes his play drops off. Uh, you know, Smith is in credible shape, but he has been a little banged up over the last couple of years, so that'll be something we watch for there. O- on the back end, like to me, it, to me, the decor is the biggest question mark, just because there are some new guys, and I think you have to see how they're going to gel. And I think you have to see how Keith and CeCe transition into their roles here. For me, that's if, if you've just put forward goal and D into the three position groups. For me, Rob, the D would have the most questions. What about you? I, I agree. You look at the forward group. Uh, there weren't really a lot of spots open. There was a, a fourth line left and right winger. That was the only spot there. They didn't have to try to find players to play with Connor and Leon. You didn't have to have a Raddy or a young Pugliarvi or a young Yamamoto forced into a position where they weren't ready to do. They've got seasoned players that have shown that they can do it and have done it before playing in their top nine. So you're safe there. Goaltending, if the goaltending plays like they did last year, Smith, they're set there. But there's going to be question marks just because Smith's age and Koskinen is coming off a bad year. But they have been good in the last year or so. So you th- it's still hopeful that the goaltending can... I mean, most goaltenders after the year Smith had last year, there's no question marks in that because he was that good. The age is the only thing that's putting a small question mark by it. But yes, defense is big question mark because as we saw in the, in, in the games where the Oilers have had a lead late, they don't have the Adam Larson. They don't have the Oscar Clefbaum. The, the big shutdown pairing that you can put on the ice to calm everything down. Uh, on the right side you're, side, you're looking at Barry, who's known for his offensive play. CeCe, who's been a, a, a bottom-pairing guy most of his career. And Bouchard, a kid that played 14 games total last year and was yeah. not an NHL regular yet. So that's your right side. Which one of those three is going to play the last minute and a half of a one-goal game? And they've tried them all, and the others have had some struggles here in the preseason. Again, it's just preseason. These guys are going to work their way and improve what they can and cannot do to the coaching staff. But uh, 100% agree with you. The biggest question marks are going to be what happens on the back end. Having said that, the others are a playoff team. They are going to battle Vegas for top spot in their division. We're not going to really see what this team is made of until April when they go to the playoffs because this team will be a playoff team. Are they good enough now to advance past the first round of the playoffs, past the second round of the playoffs? That we have a long time to to wait and see, but these players are going to get a chance to prove their worthiness over the next 82 games. Yeah, I mean, so much to happen between now and then. and. Mm Who's to say this is going to be the same guys? That's the thing. This is the team for now. We put so much attention on who's going to be on the opening day roster, and then by the second game, (laughs) that could be be changed as well. Oilers win 3-2 tonight over the Vancouver Canucks. The goal scorers, Bouchard, Perlini, and Yamamoto, and then DiGiuseppe and Miller. 
for the Canucks. Is the, I mean, it got tense. The Canucks mm-hmm. pulled Demko early with 3.37 to go. Why not? Yep. And I, I, that, that's no longer just, uh, well, let's try it in the preseason. Even even the course of the time you and I have been working together, it's earlier and earlier pulls. And, uh, and then Bouchard got a penalty with a minute 12 on the clock. Now, what was interesting, the Canucks didn't get a shot on goal until there was just over a second left in the game, and Skidder made a great pad save. Uh, poorly executed power play, six on four by the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, they probably had three or four great opportunities to put the puck on net, and we've talked about it before. Even the Oilers' power play, uh, once the puck goes on net, more things are created because now there's chaos. The Canucks didn't create chaos other than for themselves because the only time they tried putting the net the puck on net is when they got themselves into trouble and they had to force it, and then they end up turning it over. So uh, I guess that's a credit to the defenders, the penalty killers, for getting in the passing and shooting lanes. But to me, it was the Vancouver Canucks uh, wasting valuable time and not at least testing the penalty killers by putting pucks on net because they got a couple guys that can fire it. Uh, yeah, they made it. The Oilers made it interesting, which something we've seen in uh, yeah, a little, probably little too many too, games. A little too often, <laughs> and I know that's going to make people tense given the the playoff collapse against Winnipeg. They did have the two one lead, or sorry, the one nothing lead against Seattle earlier in the postseason, and Seattle got a preseason, uh, <laughs> and the, Seattle got a late goal and won in overtime. So they, this was maybe a little tenser than than it could. But the Canucks were better when they had the puck six on five like and they they had the six on four and passed up some shots mm-hmm. and then i i guess i shouldn't question elias Pettersson's decision to shoot the puck but i thought he had two better uh, yeah. opportunities to shoot and then he kind of just swiped one on net and it went wide and it wrapped around and then two canucks lost the battle to one oiler to keep the the puck in and that then the Warriors were able to kill a whole bunch of time. Yeah, the Canucks won the face-off on the six-on-four and then just passed it on the outside. And the problem when you overpass it is you just throw in the opportunity of a bobble, of a bad pass, of a puck bouncing badly on the ice, and you you lose control, and down it goes into your zone, which is a good 20 seconds gone. So having said that, the Oilers did a good job killing it, and that's a confidence boost as well. But yeah... If you were to say before the regular se- or before the preseason started, the Oilers were going to go six-one and one, their fourth line was going to score seven goals. Their goaltenders were all going to be nine-fifteen or higher save percentage. Uh, they were going to win games without their stars in the lineup. I think everyone would be pretty happy. So there's going this is going to be a confident group going into the 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 regular season. I think the one biggest thing too. If Zach Cassian is is able to play, you're going in pretty healthy to the regular season. And you look around the NHL, there are teams that are already banged up. And when the season, at the end of the year, the point totals are so close, you want to make sure you take advantage of every point you can grab. Going into the regular season healthy is huge. All right, the Oilers win 3-2 over the Canucks. You're going to hear from Perlini and Sevier as we roll along. You can chime in at 780-496-0063. This is Heartland Ford, overtime open line. Shen with Perlini in hot pursuit, draped all over him, forced a tough pass. It's going to be intercepted by Chris Russell, headed for Sevier, curled in front. Perlini scores again! Brendan Perlini makes it 2-0 Edmonton. He leads the entire National Hockey League with six preseason goals. Yeah, he's got the golden stick. Brendan Perlini scores again tonight. The Oilers beat the Vancouver Canucks 3-2. Here's Perlini. You guys and uh, you're playing pretty much all NHL also. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was good. It was 
probably not the you know exact way we would have liked to finish it but uh wins a win nonetheless and um you know it's always obviously a good feeling winning rather than losing so um yeah no hopefully uh you know it was was pretty good preseason by the all the guys and great efforts out there so um yeah hopefully you can keep it rolling yeah, um, you know, anytime uh, you get an opportunity like this, especially in the NHL, um, you know, try and take advantage of it and um, just want to come in and, and work my hardest and, and do my best. And yeah, the goals, uh, you know, they, they come and go, but uh, I think uh, tried to work as hard as I could uh, on, a, on a two-way game and, and really be dependable out there and um, you know, definitely trying my best. Yeah, no, it was um, a big couple blocks there uh, by by Sevier uh, in our own zone, and then you know that kind of started everything and got on the on the hunt and the forecheck, and uh, yeah, back the other way, and he made a, a really nice pass to me. Uh, all I had to do was kind of just shovel her in. Um, and just the last one, for me, just a thought on there's there's a lot of guys for spots here and you're playing with them and I guess what's it like you know sitting beside guys knowing that you guys are kind of maybe badly for the same job or, 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 or that's how that you know what uh, that's that's sports man um, you do it all summer you compete uh, in the gym whether you're playing golf whatever you know that's that's competition so um, for me I, I really enjoy it and uh, the older I get the more I, I really you know, take pride in trying to do my best to, to win and to, to be, uh, you know, in the hockey side of things, a good uh, solid two-way player. But, um, yeah, that's that's competition of, of camp. And, you know, every year you come back, uh, it's always the same thing. There's always younger guys, more guys drafted, college guys, free agent signings, whatever. There's always competition amongst guys. And that usually brings out the best in a lot of guys. So it's a lot of fun. Any questions on Zoom? Thank you. This no questions on Zoom. <laughs> this Come on. Perlini's so used to people talking to him on Zoom, he's disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> well, they should be talking to him. He's the leading scorer of the Edmonton Oilers right now. Six goals in six games. Can't get any better than that. Other NHL preseason action. Ducks and Kings 2-2 after two. Sabres beat the Red Wings 3-1. Predators knock off the Hurricanes 4-3. Lightning win on the road, 4-2 over the Panthers. Avalanche win at home, 4-2 over the Stars. Toronto shoots down the Senators, 4-1. Penguins edge the Blue, back, Blue Jackets, 4-3 in overtime. Rangers beat the Islanders, 5-4 in overtime. San Jose shutting out Vegas, 4-zip. Blackhawks, 5-1 winners against the Minnesota Wild as we update the scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer. Looking for part service rentals or new and used semi-trailers, head to edmontontrailer.com. In the Western Hockey League, the Oil Kings are beaten in a shootout. 3-2 by the Medicine Hat Tigers. Baseball playoffs, it is the Dodgers leading the Giants 9-2 in the top of the ninth earlier. Atlanta 3-0 win over Milwaukee to tie that series 1-1. CFL last play field goal for Calgary. 22-19 road victory over the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Uh, U of A Golden Bears 3-2 exhibition game uh, win over the Saskatchewan Huskies 3-2 today. So they split their weekend series 7804960063 this texture says you heard it here first Perlini will be on the second line come the midway point of the experience love yamo but experience will win out here well we'll see well i i know that 
Yamamoto needs to get off to a good start this year. He's playing with Leon Dreisaitl. The expectations are high when you play with a player of his ability. He did not have a good season last year. Hopefully the game, the goal tonight will give him a confidence boost. But there's always going, and he talked about, there's always going to be competition on a team. And Perlini is a big, strong man that shows he can, with speed, that shows he's got the ability to score. So, yeah, there is always the chance that if things don't go as well on the second line for Yamamoto, that he can get his opportunity to play there. But let's hope that Yamamoto can get it done because Perlini and his line mates have been very good in the preseason. Uh, this texture says, I thought Bouchard's three penalties were desperation penalties. Can he adjust fast enough to not rack up penalties in the regular season? So he got a uh, holding penalty, a hooking penalty, another hooking penalty. That was the run, the one. Did he turn the wrong way there at the end? He I just remember the play. He got leaning to the outside. Right. Um, yeah, that's the, to me, that's the one thing that he needs to work on. Uh, in the National Hockey League, you got to keep your the forwards to the outside. Uh, a couple times, guys have beat him coming outside in. Uh, again, he, he, with the puck on his stick, he's fantastic. It's a learning curve for him. He, he hasn't played. Uh, many games against guys like Elias Pettersson. So uh, it's something he's going to get better at. Uh, two of the penalties well-deserved. One was a phantom call. I, I've watched the replay a couple times. I don't know what he did. But he has to get better defending. He has to be stronger in his own zone. Uh, he gave the puck away again in his own zone, trying to force something that wasn't there. Sometimes when you're an offensive player, you feel every time the puck is on your stick, you've got to make a play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not the case in the NHL. Sometimes, was it Todd McCullen used to say you got to punt? Just get the puck off the glass and out. No coach will ever get mad at you for that. And I think it's he'll learn. Uh, he's going to... The first 10 games of the year, 10 games into the season, he's going to be a better player than he is today. 20 games, he's going to be better than he is at that point, simply because he has not played with consistency at the NHL level, and he's going to get that chance this year. He'll be a better player. We'll see how far he can take it. So Tyler Benson had a turnover in a previous game. Mm-hmm. That was a tough play. Like I don't want I don't want to nitpick here, but again there is competition for spots, and and some of the depth guys made good plays. Perlini obviously got the goals. When Benson makes that play, like he did along the wall mm-hmm. tonight, and then a few seconds later it winds up in the Canucks goal. Will the coaches look at that and say, okay, like you you got to get the puck out there? That needs to be a harder play. How do you look at that? Well. I, I've been in every position as, as an NHL player. I've been on a first line, and I've been on a fourth line. Uh, you play different, depending where you are. When you're on a fourth line, you got to play smart, simple, uh, defense-first hockey. Uh, if you're playing on the first line, and you're playing with Connor McDavid, you try to make that play, hoping that McDavid gets the puck and with speed, and he can beat a defense and turn it into an offensive play. But the, you think risk-reward right there. Tyler Benson's playing a centerman's Devin Shore. He throws a blind pass between his legs in his own zone. If he gets it to Devon Shore, it's Devon Shore. Nothing against him, but Devon Shore is not going to turn. He's 80 feet, or what is he, 140 feet away from the net. He's not going to turn that into a scoring chance. So the best play there is I'm playing with Devon off the glass out. We're out of the zone now. We can get into a four check. The, ro- the risk on that one is if you turn it over, which he did, it's going back the other way, and Vancouver scored. So as a fourth-line player, the puck comes up the boards. you got one job and one job only, get it across the blue line. 
It, it does not matter how you do it. You can carry it in your feet. You can go off the glass. You do whatever you want. Get it out. The coaching staff will not be happy with that play. Okay, Oilers win 3-2 in Vancouver. You're going to hear from Colton Sevier, who had an assist tonight. We're happy to hear from you as well. 780-496-0063. We're in the Friesen Brothers Broadcast Center. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Now to Hughes, left wing shot, redirected in front. Horvath couldn't get off. Fired on that. Yeah, the Oilers hanging on there at the end. Stuart Skinner, pretty good outing for him. He had a good preseason. The uh, stats for him tonight, 15 saves on 17 shots. It's funny, I tweeted out something about Skinner after the game, his preseason stats. A few minutes later, Stoff tweeted something out, and we had different stats uh, stats for shots and saves. I don't know who's right, but he had a pretty good preseason. Uh, The stat keeping in the preseason tends to be not as detailed so we may be getting stats from different sources so i'm not too worried we're we're at the regular season i'm sure one of us would be scrambling to make sure uh we both have it correct but i I, honestly i'm I'm not gonna worry too much about it he played well he did well it reminds me (laughs) one year i was with in chicago and i did uh went on live when they were doing a chicago cubs game and i sat in the the press box where where they're doing the announcers are talking in between while we're talking someone on the Cubs hit a home run and the announcer I'm not sure which carry it was I think it was Chip Carry or the other one he leans around and goes to the organ player goes how far was that Billy ah 385 then on air and a 385 foot home run hit by and I'm like seriously all these times I watch on TV and it was the organ player that was giving you the stats so I think that's where Bob got his stats tonight from the organ player in the Vancouver arena well he might have Probably someone he's known for a while. Probably used to play for UBC. And he could tell you where that guy played peewee. He was a strong peewee player, that organ player. <laughs> he really was. <laughs> 780-496-0063 if you want to check in tonight. The Oilers do get the 3-2 win over the Vancouver Canucks. Okay, so at, at the end of the preseason when you were playing, through mm-hmm. the, mini, uh, the mini journeys of your <laughs> career, were you ever nervously waiting the next morning to find out if you were on the team or not or you know on cut down day or roster day or whatever and i know some of the rules have changed over the years for how they do the rosters but i'm just um i'm trying to think there was the i went to la one year uh and there was a lockout right at the beginning of the season so we never really got to pick a team Mm -hmm. but i would have been nervous i was in dallas once i was cut very late in the preseason uh, which I was surprised that one I was a little nervous and then the one year I made a comeback and went to Pittsburgh I'm pretty see- sure it was after the preseason that I signed my contract I was on a PTO I just went on a tryout and I believe the full preseason was over before they offered a contract so that one was a little nerve-wracking because that was my last shot in the NHL and uh, I had a pretty good camp and I was just hoping that uh, a contract would be coming my way, and I for, was fortunate. So I have been in the position that Sevier's in right now. Um, and I, I'm, I was in once the position that Benson's in, and I know what it's like to have the joy of a new contract, and I also know what it's like to be told, yeah, we just don't have a spot for you right now. It's a comp- I tell you, going and walking into that it's nothing room. Nothing you did. It's just the <laughs> yeah. NHL puts these yeah. roster rules. I, we we loved everything about you. We just can't carry 104 players this year. <laughs> well, that's all right. I'm sure you're going to call me up soon. Two weeks, right? 
Yeah, it didn't yeah, always work out right. that way. Well, you eventually made your way back. Yeah, it, it was it was a long two weeks. Those five years in the minors. <laughs> that's that's true. <laughs> Indianapolis, Kalamazoo, Phoenix, Chicago, mm-hmm. and then back to Chicago later. Yeah, back. I I, just, I could have gone and finished my career in uh, Europe and decided I had so much fun in Chicago. We went back there, and then we had our our twins, and that was the that was the end of it. Twins were busy. It's busy having little They're babies. They're still busy. Oh, God, yeah, they are still busy right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it might have been easier when they were four or five months old. Orders win 3-2 over the Canucks, 780-496-0063 if you want to check in tonight. Uh, Chuck says, I like what Bob Stoffer was saying about the watching the waiver wire on Sunday to see who may fall to them. Maybe they get a big body. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing. You could say, oh, well, we like this guy on waivers more than we like Sevier or whoever. True. And, and that rounds out the roster. But, now, correct me if I'm wrong, does it go off of last year's standings? Yeah, for the first, I can't remember how many weeks it is. For the, for the first few weeks of the season, they used last year's standings. So, so the other's priority would be, because, what, they were 12th overall, I believe, so. So there would have to be, eight, be 20 teams. That 20 would teams would have to pass on that player before it gets it. So you're not going to, the Oilers aren't going to get a gem, but they might be able to find a fourth line player that they feel might be better. As Dave Tippett said, he's, when you're going on your fourth line, you're looking for guys that play a certain style, a certain role. Can it be a penalty killer? Do we need a power play guy? Uh, just trying to see what fits our team best. And yeah, Bob's right. There, there could be someone that is uh, put on waivers that could fit the Oilers better than it fits the team that he's currently with. Until November 1st, they used the standings from last year for the waiver priority. So that's how that goes. 780-496-0063 if you want to check in tonight. Zach Cassian did not play in this game. The good news is he, you know, he was at the rink, Mm -hmm. uh, not on the ice, and they don't, they will take tomorrow off, and then we'll see if he's on the ice Monday or Tuesday. So, thankful. We don't know about Wednesday. I mean, I, I never like speculating too much about injuries until you actually start seeing a guy getting back in action or the team makes a, a comment about him. But just Grady's around the rink. And, well, you know, may, and even that maybe he'll be able to skate Monday or Tuesday. Well, when we were sitting in the press box looking at him laying prone on the ice, uh, the absolute best case scenario was him playing but we at that point were just you know get up please stand up and then after that okay let's let's not go to the hospital and so there were some good signs and he's smiling and happy and the players are all talking and tweeting about how uh, he's back to his old self so hopefully this is just uh, a scary moment that uh, is forgotten quickly and he can get on and have a fantastic year some of the stats Tonight, Duncan Keith plays 25.06. CC plays 24.59. So a lot of action for those guys. Even, pardon me, even for the evening, they each had a shot on goal. Four block shots for Keith, three for CC. Really tough night in the faceoff circle for the Oilers. 32%. Nugent Hopkins, five out of 13. McLeod, four out of nine. Uh, an unusually tough night for Derek Ryan. He went one for 12 for 8%. Yeah, it's it's whenever someone has a really good night or someone has a really bad night, you, you quickly have to look to see, okay, who is he going against? 
and normally it's he's lined up against the same guy all night on the other side. Miller was seven and zero, and Horvat was fourteen out of nineteen. So those are probably that's who he took those who, yeah. against. So some nights you say, "Well, look at this guy. Was this guy was horrible, but this guy here was better." Well, it all depended on who he went against, because a lot of the times they are matched up against the same guy for most most faceoffs. Bouchard played 21 minutes tonight. He had the goal. Uh, Nugent Hopkins played 18-12. Slater Cuckoo was... Uh, Slater Cuckoo and, and Bouchard were the Oilers' shots on goals leaders uh, with three each. Cuckoo played 16-05. Uh, Benson just played 9-23 tonight. What did McLeod play? McLeod played 11-24. A little bit on the penalty kill probably for McLeod. He played... He did not get on the penalty oh, no. kill. Actually, he was not. He, neither he nor Benson were used on the penalty kill. Which see, that's telling to me. Yeah, it's very that's telling. We were wondering if they could. That's where they could find a little bit of ice. Because if they're not playing there, um, yeah, I mean, Turris we see plays on the second power play unit. Shore is one of the first penalty killers on, and Pirelli or Perlini, he's just he's just there to score goals. <laughs> he's just the <laughs> offensive specialist. He's the three point man. All right, we're down to. More ice time for Perlini. Go score, Perlini. <laughs> Get out there. I didn't tell you what, we're going to help you. We're going to put you out with Turris and Shore, two of our best playmakers. Well, it's funny. Somebody wrote in here, uh, Perlini, Shore, Turris. Is that the result of a line being better than the sum of their parts? Uh, that might be a great way to put it. Hey, absolutely. Just sort of gelling. You look at each individual guy, and you might be going, eh, I, I don't know, but it, it clicked for them. And what you have are, are three guys uh, playing with desperation. I mean, exhibition seasons for mo- for a lot of players in the NHL are just a way to, you know, get rid of the cobwebs, find the hands, a little chemistry. But these three guys are trying, one's trying to find his way back to the NHL in Perlini. Another guy, Tourist, is trying to stay in the NHL after a really off season for him. And Devin Shore is a guy that, he came last year, wasn't he on the PTO last year? He was on a tryout last year. So he's trying to establish himself in the NHL again. So all three of them have something to prove. And I, they're all probably taking that underdog approach. And before the game's all right, let's have another good one. Let's prove that we can be a fourth line here, that we can earn more minutes. And then you just you start finding belief in yourself and you start uh, going out there. And, yeah, the, the three of them together are probably much better than what they can do and accomplish by themselves. So good for them. Oilers win 3-2 over the uh, Vancouver Canucks tonight. So the preseason record is, is 6-1-1, one, one, which, okay, good. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see where it uh, where it goes from here. But as we've been talking about, there were a lot of positive stories for the Oilers and, and some, some question marks that will have to get ironed out here as we uh, as we move along. If, if you missed the game, Drysaddle didn't play, McDavid didn't play, Nurse didn't play, Barry didn't play, Cassian, as we talked about, didn't play as uh, the result of hitting his head the other night and Mike Smith didn't make the, the trip, though Tippett said he, he feels fine and Koskinen played the first period and uh, and Skinner played the last two periods. And, and you know I know there was a game this in this preseason where Koskinen led in the first or second shot, but like the, the Oilers were not good early in this game. Like the shots mm-hmm. were 10-1 for Vancouver about halfway through the first period and, and Koskinen was pretty solid. So I do, I do think that's important for him. Well, I think it is. It's funny. I remember when the reporter said, well, you let the first shot in again today. Did that bother you? He goes, no, I stopped first shot. That was the second shot yeah. that went in. I thought that was kind of funny because he obviously he's heard everything as well. Oh, yeah. But Koskinen was excellent and has been the entire preseason. And, again, as I just talked about Shore and Turris trying to, to prove themselves, 
Uh, Koskinen certainly has something to prove. He did not have a good season last year. It started out tough when he was forced to play a number of games because of the injury to Smith, and got he got going the wrong way, and it just carried on throughout the season for him. Uh, he's a proud goalie that played well in his first year, and he's trying to find that again. And uh, if he if he plays you know, one-third of the games, and he's rested in the games. We've seen when he's a rested goaltender, he can give the Oilers quality starts. And that's what they want. The thing, if you want to win a division in the Oilers, I believe they feel they can win their division. You're going to have to have two goalies that can win you games because Smith isn't playing 65 to 70 games for the Oilers. He's probably going to play, I don't know, 50. So that's another 30-some games that you need Koskin to give you quality starts and so far so good with the way he's played in the preseason. We got a Rob Brown fan. Oh, good. Yay, my mom's calling. Smitty says, well, he wrote in. <laughs> Smitty says, things I didn't know about Rob Brown and that phenomenal year in Kamloops with Hitchcock. Well, I think it was years, wasn't it? A couple of years. I played for Hitch for three years in Kamloops. Rob played with Garth Premack. Yep. Serge Lejoie mm-hmm. to Golden Bears. Yep, eventually. very good. Well, Serge Lejoie was a fantastic Golden Bear. I think he was Player of the Year in Canada one year. Yeah, he was great. He was very good. And uh, also Mark Recchi. I played with Rex. Yeah, he was my buddy. <laughs> really good guy. Uh, well, I loved Rex. His mom and dad lived right up the street from the rink, so whenever Hitch would kick me out of practice for doing something <laughs> stupid, I'd walk up to Mel and Ruthie's house, and Mrs. Recchi would make me a grilled cheese sandwich, and Rex would come home after practice because he had to stay for the whole practice, and I'd be sitting in his chair watching, you know, the Flintstones or something with his mom making me grilled cheese. It was awesome. That's a great deal. Oh, well, Hitch, Hitch wasn't... Yeah, I think Hitch just... He didn't care what I did. He just didn't want me around him for a little while. So, yeah, no, Rex, one of my favorite people I played with, Mark Recchi. All right. Oilers win it 3-2 in Vancouver. Colton Sevier, you'll hear from him when we get back to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Shen with Perlini in hot pursuit. Draped all over him. Forced a tough pass. It's going to be intercepted by Chris Russell. Headed for Sevier. Curled in front. Perlini scores again! Brendan Perlini makes it 2-0 Edmonton. He leads the entire National Hockey League with six preseason goals. Yeah, the Oilers win 3-2 in Vancouver. Perlini set up there by Colton Sevier. Here's Sevier. Pretty important game for you, uh, given that it's your last game of your PTO, whichever way it goes. How did you feel like your game progressed with this group over the course of the preseason? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, you can see that, you know, the date's coming. The rosters have to be submitted soon. So you want to put, a, you know, a good foot forward in the last game. And, yeah, you know, I mean, obviously, anyone would have liked to score a little more. But I think I showed my uh, my versatility and my ability to play, you know, the defensive side and PK and that kind of thing. And that's kind of what was going to keep me here. I don't think goal scoring was going to be the main main focus of my preseason. And, you know, I think I did a, a pretty good job of, uh, of showing that side of my game. Did you know he was behind you? Was he calling for it? Yeah, he was, he was yelling, and you know, I, I, I figured this out that uh, the guy as hot as he is, you get the puck on his stick any chance you can. So he was yelling. You know, I had an idea. I had an idea. He had his uh, his guy beaten. The, the other demon was sliding over. So I figured if I got into that area where he was going, he was gonna he was gonna do what he did with it, and you know, it, it worked out. Uh, and uh, in terms of in terms of uh, your versatility, you, you played in uh, I think as left wing for the last couple seasons. Uh, you said predominantly, and then you shifted over to the right. You played center. How comfortable are you playing with either of those positions if if an NHL contract comes your way? Yeah, I think probably naturally I'm a, I'm a winger, left or right. I'm probably equally as comfortable. Center is probably a position I've played you know at the NHL level the least of the three. I'm I'm comfortable there. I think usually I'm used more as a uh, you know a fill-in if things go a certain way or you know lines get uh, you know 
mixed up and you kind of need someone to fill in, you know, games, spot games here and there more so than a, a full-time center. But I'm comfortable at all three positions. And, you know, I just try to play my game and, you know, play simple and play smart and, you know, be defensively reliable no matter what uh, position I'm in. Uh, we always say that we're our own worst critics uh, on a personal level. Do you think you did enough? In this uh, in this camp, I mean, I, yeah, you know, I, I am a pretty, I'm pretty hard on myself. You know, I'd like to be perfect. It's obviously not possible in, in much, especially in hockey. So, you know, that's not my decision. Um, whichever way it goes, I'm comfortable with how I played. I don't think I came in and, you know, was so bad that I kind of wasted anyone's time. I feel like I gave it a shot, and you know, I think I put a good foot forward. And you know, however it rolls out from here, that's that's out of my control. But I'll be happy uh, that, I, that I you know came here, took the shot on it, and you know, let's see what plays out. How's it going? I just want to ask about, yeah, doing that, kind of blocking out all the white noise and all uh, everything that's going on, right? just focusing on you, your game, and putting your best foot forward out there. What's that, what's that like? You're just coming here. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, if you're going to come on a PTO, a, a, you know, tr a camp and anything, you're not going to come here just to... You know, just to come. You're not going to come wasting your time. You're going to try and show what you can, show your game, show what you think you can do to help the team win. And, you know, that's that's what I did. That's what I uh, my goal was. And, I'm you know, I'm, like I said, I'm happy with how I performed. However, this all uh, this all plays out. When it comes to being at the bottom half of the lineup, is that being responsible defensively, making the right play? You know, going like what? what? You're not necessarily going to go out there and score a bunch of goals. That's not what they need for you. They need you responsibly. You're in. Is that kind of what you're focusing on? Uh, trying to show the coaches and press that you can be a responsible player. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's kind of what's got me to this point in my career. It's kind of it's gotten me, you know, a you know a good amount of games in this in the NHL was being smart on that. But that's how you know my offensive numbers at the NHL level, you know, were anywhere from good to decent. They're they're never going to jump out at you. But you know, my my two way game, my ability to kill penalties was probably the the biggest biggest strength and, and and what I bring. And I mean, you look at our you look at their uh, the lineup of the Oilers like. They score goals. That's, that's that's not a problem. You know, what I mean, I don't think they need. They didn't need me. They don't need me chipping offensively. They they they've got that covered. So, you know, I want to show the other aspect of it. And you know, if I can chip in, you know, a handful here and there, and you know, help win a couple games, you know, that's I think that's kind of your your goal as a bottom uh, bottom six guy. But I think that defense comes first because if you're playing in the bottom six and getting scored on, you're not going to get uh, you're not getting a lot of ice time. There's there's depth on in, in they brought in some depth and there's a lot of I guess competition for those roles this year uh, maybe more so in years past. How does that push you knowing that the guy beside you is battling for that same spot and I guess does it kind of motivate you and you guys push each other? Type thing? I mean I mean yes, but I think if I mean whoever you want to say is battling for spots, I think a lot of us are very different players. I think it's different different things we bring to the lineup on a on a on a nightly basis. So I think it kind of just comes down to how those puzzles fit or how those pieces fit and you know a lineup puzzle. Yeah, I think it's I don't think you know whatever happens to whoever however it plays out I don't think it's necessarily that they aren't good enough it's just that right now the puzzles puzzle pieces fit a certain way but I think you know it's every single guy I think that's in that locker room can play at the NHL level I think you've seen it they uh you see a lot of different types of players but everyone can play at that level and it's just finding that balance throughout a lineup that you so you can roll four lines for 82 games and you know give yourself the best chance every night Take a couple questions on Jim here, Colton. Here, do you have one more question? No, no, no. Okay. Mark Sackers, Mark Sack, go ahead. Hey, Colton. Um, I never asked you this, this camp. You grew up in Red Deer, or were you a Flames fan or an Oilers fan? <laughs> I was wondering when that was coming. Um, believe it or not, I was I was actually neither. I grew up, I remember my, my first hockey memory was watching the Red Wings win in the either late 90s or early 2000s. So I became a Steve Eiserman fan and actually followed them, which is... Yeah, you don't expect it. They figured it goes one way or the other, but I didn't have the family family ties pushing me one way, so I went, I went way out in left field. 
<laughs> okay. Um, I guess I'd ask, where are you? You you're at that point, like so many veteran guys, you got 500 games in the league, which is a lot. Uh, but now you're on a PTO and you're trying to make a team here again. Like in the old days, it never went that way. Uh, you know, where are you in your career? If, if it doesn't work out in Edmonton, what happens next? Uh, you know, where are you thinking right now with a preseason over? It's time to get a contract or do something else. What's it going to be? Yeah, I mean, um, I'm going to be honest. I haven't tried to think too much about if it doesn't work. I came in here with the intention of, of getting a contract, uh, playing for the Oilers this season. And that's kind of been the way I've tried to I've been tried to think. Um, if that works out, you know, I'll, I'll be ecstatic. If uh, if it doesn't, well, well, we'll figure out what, what the next step is. Um, yeah, there was an opportunity this summer to, to come in and give it a shot and try and make a team. And that's that's what I did, and that's where we are now, and let's let's see where the chips, uh, chips fall. That is Colton Sevier. Helps the Oilers finish their preseason with a 3-2 win over the Vancouver Canucks. Get more on this game on 630Ched.com or globalnews.ca. The next Oilers broadcast... Counts in the standings. Wednesday, Canucks at Oilers, 6 o'clock face-off show here on 6.30, Ched, and the game at 8. Thanks to Angie Quinnell, our studio operator this evening. We've been in the Friesen Brothers Broadcast Center for Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Happy Thanksgiving.